Well, welcome this morning to the first Sunday of Advent. Advent is one of those seasons for which there isn't a particularly fitting greeting. I mean, you say Merry Christmas or Happy Halloween or Happy Fourth, but Advent doesn't have that Happy Merry kind of vibe, at least not for us. You picked this up from the readings, right? With the uh, darkened sun and tearing heavens and absolutely zero cute babies in cozy mangers, right? Advent is emotionally closer to the darkness and penitence of Lent uh, than it is to Christmas. You can't really say Merry Advent. Uh, But it also maybe feels like a bit too much to go full on with Jesus' Advent greeting to you. It's Advent. Stay awake. (laughs) If you're surprised by our Advent mood here, I can't blame you. You've walked in from an entire world that has decked their halls, spiked their punch, and fruited their cakes for like a month now only to come here and hear about the expectation of the apocalypse. And we'll do it again every single year on the first week of Advent. I like this about us, not just because it's punk. Advent is certainly the most misunderstood of the seasons of the church year, I think, uh, maybe to us, but certainly to the world beyond. This is partly true because of the actual apocalyptic beast of commercialization that continues to swallow all human meaning down the nightmare of its ever-widening maw, sucking all goodness and truth down into its vile belly and excreting quantifiable values and disposable goods. Christmas keeps this beast ravenous appetite appeased. But whenever it consumed Advent, I'm not sure, that was barely an appetizer. It was like, it was like an amuse-bouche. I didn't even know this was a season of the year until my 20s, and I practiced it upon my discovery alone with my disciplines. And you know, in evangelistic witness by secretly stealing the baby Jesus out of my friends' and family's manger scenes and not revealing his hidden location to them until Christmas morning. Advent is the season where we wait for the coming of Christ. But let's be more clear. It's not actually the baby Jesus that we're waiting for because it's already happened. The world stood holding its breath for a savior, and he came. It happened already. Advent is the waiting for the return of Christ, preparing his way in this world, setting wrongs right, leveling the roads, helping him to enter again. Which, I think, is the second part of why Advent has lost most its meaning for our world. The apocalypse is not exactly polite dinner conversation. Uh, For instance, the uh, Advent wreath here. I was telling someone last week at our Advent wreath-making festival that we get this tradition from the medieval church, and the candles stand for death, judgment, 
heaven and hell, the four last things that everyone will face in their lives. The medieval church, this is very typical for them, they loved thinking about the end. They saw all of their lives as a kind of lead-up to the main event of eternity. A sentiment I used to resist more fiercely, but now I strangely feel more resonance with as I get older and feel how quickly it all goes by. It was only very recently with our Advent wreath where someone decided the wreath needed a rebranding and said, love, joy, peace, hope. Because who doesn't love, love, joy, peace, and hope? You see it all over in scripty fonts this season. Yeah, love, joy, peace, and hope. So this is not actually a big gripe about your manger scenes or when you decorate your tree. Um, my wife and I decorated ours on Sunday, and we'll keep it up well into Epiphany. Because we like it, and it makes us happy. This is me wondering what lessons Advent has to teach us, since we try very hard to make it something else more palatable. So let's start with what the apocalypse is not. In the gospel today, Jesus paints a picture of darkened skies, falling stars, the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. We call this the little apocalypse of Mark. It's a dog-eared page of the Bible for every washed-up huckster trying to divine the end of the world and get you to believe him. But that's not how apocalyptic texts function. We hear them through ears accustomed to rapture-obsessed doomsayers, but Mark isn't actually talking about some day off in the future. Mark, remember, is writing and looking back. What Jesus predicts in the 30s, Mark sees come true. Right after this story, Jesus will go to the cross. And when he dies, the sun, all of the lights, will go dark right in the middle of the day. The heavens will be shaken. Mark will write about the great earthquake that happens after Jesus' death. The powers in the heavens will shake to the point that the veil will be ripped in two. The apocalypse here is not the end of the world. In fact, the term apocalypse in the Greek means revealing. Revealing. The, mo- the, motiv- the movements and motivations of the mysterious, inscrutable God will be uncovered. We do not find what we expect. The sun darkens and the earth shakes not because our world is ending but because we see God for who God is, crucified at human hands, ultimate power emptying itself utterly. Bernard of Clairvaux, one of those great medieval figures who was an abbot and a monastic reformer in the 12th century, writes about Advent really compellingly this season where we wait and look for the coming of God. He says the coming of the Lord is threefold. In God's first coming, 
God appears as the most vulnerable among us. Look for God there, he says. The final coming will be when all flesh shall see the salvation of God, the redemption of the world and our Lord Jesus Christ. When you see mercy, forgiveness, justice, you are seeing God draw near. Look for God there. But Bernard says there's also a third one. It's in the middle of these two, a hidden middle coming. Here's what he writes. The intermediate coming is hidden in which only his chosen recognize his presence within themselves and their souls are saved. It is like a road on which we travel from his first coming to his last. In the first Christ was our redemption. In the last, he will appear as our life in his intermediate coming. He is our comfort and our rest. It's Advent. We wait for God to be revealed. As surprising as a child, as unsettling as the cross. And then somewhere in the middle where he is hidden as your comfort and rest. Let Christ enter your desires, your whole of life. May you find him revealed in such a way as this. Amen.